Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we wrap up the footy from across the Anzac Day weekend and discuss how the AFLW seems to be making mistakes reminiscent of the NRLW of 2021. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I am joined by my every woman co-host, Gilly. <laughs> Silva and Georgia Moore. We were singing Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman before we came on air. So I just thought I would bring it in. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling today, girls. How are you guys feeling? Oh, I'm feeling freaking fantastic. Thanks. Didn't need to swear. Anyway, That's Georgia not Moore. A swear word. Georgia Moore. <laughs> in London. Worse. I'm the swearer on this podcast, Kelly. Yes. Uh, feeling good. Life, life is good. Sun is shining. The tank is green. <laughs> <laughs> The tank is green. No, the tank is clean. It's the tank is clean. Oh, did you say green? Did you say green? Yes. I said green. Yes, I said the I tank is green. Clean. It's clean. You're it's meant me. to be clean. I was on but that. that's good. I, was I like on it. that. We've got Whitney Houston. We've got Finding Nemo in the mix. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. <laughs> good week, Georgia, as well. Great week, topped off by. A great win, which we are going to get into. But, yeah, no complaints from this side of the pond. Brilliant. Kili Silva, how's your week? Oh, really good. Um, the boys won their semifinal against the Roosters, which is just amazing. And we have the grand final this weekend. So I'm and very excited. If you are a first-time listener, oh. Kili is referring to her <laughs> Howard Matthews under-17 Sharks team that she physios for, that she feels as if she plays for them. That's the level of passion <laughs> in Keeley. I'm well, emotionally um, invested. I yes. care about them. And they've got the big GF this weekend. They do. Amazing. Your week? My week. My week was good. Yep. I'm trying to remember what happened. It, I mean, it was a little bit disjointing because we had two four-day weeks back to back. And so you kind oh, of what? are like, oh, what? It's Tuesday today. Blah, blah, blah. And so, But great. Good times. Great classic hits. Lots of laughs. You tripping me over a lot. Did I? This past weekend. Yep. There was a lot of that. <laughs> um, Classic. And with that, we'll go into our first segment. Feedback feels with Kills. Thank you for joining me in this segment. Um, bit of feedback this week. I've only got one actually, and I know G Moore's got a few, so I'll throw it to you in a second. I've got one from um, an OG listener, a friend of the show, Abby Miller. Oh. Young Abby, yes. It was actually a family friend of Marley and I. She sent me this last week and I apologise to Abby because I forgot to say it in feedback. Uh, but she sent me a video of this line of people outside a bookstore that were waiting to meet Sam Kerr and get their book signed. Oh. And she said, I think it's really cool how many people showed up to see her and how many people are actually invested in women's sport. And she thought it was important that we spoke about it on the podcast. Amazing. Do you know what I just realised? Which is really good from her. I saw this on social media from a different angle. Do you guys follow Abby Herway on Instagram? She's a young girl. I reckon she's still in primary school. No. And she is like kind of a bit of a sports media prodigy has her own like little Instagram page. She interviews a lot of female athletes and she was at that Sam Kerr um, signing and I saw the, she'd videoed this whole long line of it and thought it was amazing and pretty cool that Abby was there too. Love that feedback. We love that. Jay Moore, what do you got for us? News surprising no one, Gab Crotty. (laughs) We've been in comms this week Um, about a number of different things if I'm being honest. So (laughs) bear with me. 
first and foremost, and potentially most importantly, Harry Styles. Um, I do want to apologize that I didn't manage to film myself reacting to his second Coachella set, but rest assured there were tears. Um, it was a lot. It was fantastic. She also said, I went to a rugby union game today and all I could think about was the pod and the RMs and the polos and the checkered shirts. And I just can't deal with it. And I said, I said, but did it check out? And she said, 100%. There were North Face puffers everywhere. A little too cold for Burks, though. <laughs> That's so good. That's classic. And I just want to say, told you so. Um, she was also very complimentary about the storm win and disappointed that they hadn't, my family and the boys didn't Photoshop my face into their little group pic. Yeah. We're working good on point. it. So, agree. Thanks, Gab, as always. Yeah. I have one more thing, actually. Go on. I just forgot to mention. I've got my podcast sh- shirt on back oh. back on today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I didn't even realize the Dennis Rodman, the Rodman's back o- OG podcast shirt. Shout back. out to Deb Silver because she yeah. kind of said it to me. She was like, she was disappointed. She's like, "Where's the podcast shirt been?" And it is an important week for me and the boys, so, so I need to wear it. the goat shirt. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. So. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds when we go through the biggest headlines from sports media in the week gone by and we're starting with what we saw across the weekend. As we mentioned in our Ones to Watch last week, Anzac Day long weekend is a really special one for a lot of reasons, whether it's because of its celebration and commemoration of uh, the past servicemen and women, the people who fought for our country, or the beautiful way that it comes into our football of many codes. There were plenty of emotional scenes, lots of amazing ceremonies before the games and some pretty cracker stuff on the field. So we wanted to reflect on a few of the things that we saw and some of our favourite bits. What were yours, Keely Silver? Oh, wow. Thanks for asking me first. Mm. My number one over the whole weekend was the Tigers winning. Again. Again, um, by a field goal. Again. Against Souths. Yeah. Like, you couldn't write a better story, honestly. A bit of context. We were in Northies at the time that that game finished and our friend oh, – oh, did you already know? Yeah, I point? already knew. Well, our friend came over and was like, Tigers won by a field goal. And I distinctly remember being on the dance floor and going, yes! Yes. Because was it the same friend that won 300 bucks from it? Did Jared win $300? Oh, no, Corey did. Oh, I was like, no, it's Jared. <laughs> oh, no. Um, shout out to Corey Willis. <laughs> oh, wow. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Very well done. Um, that was a great win. Yeah. I do have to mention one of the really nice moments from the weekend was the fact that dear friend and friend of the show, Nico Hines, got to be captain of the Sharks for the very first time on a very special occasion Thursday night at Shark Park. That was pretty special to watch and to, to see. they got the W, eh? And geez, after that second half, it was very uh, touch and go there, but it was just a really nice thing to see as well. I also liked seeing the Dragons get a, an upset there. Yes. The Roosters didn't look in it at all. You know what? I'm being a footy nerd, but I just, I I knew that the Roosters, they're a great team, but they haven't been playing great. They haven't. I tipped the Dragons. I know you did. And I'm stoked about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was. I very just knew it. On Anzac Day, Dragons always get up. It's a great match. It's always, um, you know, it's one of those... Nitty gritties. Yeah. Yeah. G Moore. We know what you want to talk about. I do. I will start with saying, though, I just like, and I mean, to be fair, probably because of the family ties and the game and blah, 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 but I just love Anzac Day. And my day started so well. I went to, we always every year go to the dawn service in Melbourne and obviously couldn't do that this year, but forced myself to get up at 4 a.m. 
in London to go to the dawn service here. And it was actually at the New Zealand War Memorial. And it was so beautiful. And because it was hosted by the Kiwis, there was like a haka and everything, which we don't usually get to see at the Australian ones. And like, oh, it was just so emotional and so beautiful. I was really proud of myself for getting up at 4am. And also at the end of it all in London with the millions and millions of people, I looked up and after the entire service, I had been standing side by side with a girl who was above me at my boarding school at home. And that's like, crazy. That's one weird. Of my really good friends. And I looked up and I was like, Jen? And then we went for coffee and it was really nice. It's so great to start to my day. Aww. But yeah, the storm game. Happy days. What a time. I was really nervous and to be fair, like a little bit sad to be missing it. Of course. But the more points they scored, the less sad I got. <laughs> <laughs> and a fun fact well, it's definitely not fun for him. However, Nathan Brown, who is the New Zealand Warriors coach at the moment. So if you have been living under a rock, Storm won 17 to 10, <laughs> which is record-breaking, 56 points in the second half. But the last time they scored 70 points, it was a 70 to 10 scoreline again at what? the MCG back in 2000 wow. against the Dragons. And Nathan Brown was playing for them at the time. No way. (gasps) So that is his second loss, 70 to 10. That's a bit of a fun fact. Hurts. 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 Um, Hurts. An interesting thing, um, just looking back at my notes that I wanted to talk about about these games, was the decision not to send off Daniel Tupo for a high shot on Michaeli Ravalara in the Dragons Roosters game. Did you see that shot at no, all? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think you were at training at the time. Yeah. It was a very careless kind of high shot. And I we all thought like Sinbin immediately. Yeah. Um, and I say it's interesting because Andrew Abdo actually came out in the post game and said that he was surprised um, that he wasn't Sinbin. And also in the Dragons press conference, Anthony Griffin said, if it had been Magic Round, uh, he would have gone to jail for two years. Um, so it, it made me... I, that was what I saw. Yeah. It's like, yes, yes. 100%. And I think that it was just interesting to see, like, the CEO of the NRL kind of weigh in on that, on a ref's decision, um, which you don't see that often. And it also just gave me a little bit of foreshadowing as we do have Magic Round coming up in three weeks. Yeah. Um, obviously... That happened at Magic Round last year because of the tightening of the restrictions and the timing and that sort of stuff. But I wonder if we'll see a little bit of a repeat of the of the tightening of those restrictions again. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting, especially because we we were so like, what is happening the, after last year's Magic Round? Ooh, yeah. I wonder what they'll be honing down on. We'll find out after Friday night's games. <laughs> I think that the NRL, well, the referees in particular, would be silly to – use that weekend as an example again. I just think you've had the whole beginning of the season to set the precedent. And if you come out swinging at Magic Round again after the cluster muck that was last year (laughs) and the the viewer reaction, like I think if they come out and start sending people off left, right and centre at Magic Round again, people are going to be like, what are you doing? It's going to be stupid. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But it just made me think of that because we're not too far from it. But otherwise, great weekend of footy. And we went to the Newtown Jets game. Oh, we did. Yes. Talking about a bit more, um, I guess, grassroots-esque kind of footy, even though it's still New South Wales Cup. We went to the Newtown Jets Beer, Footy and Food Festival. That's happened for a few years in a row now at Henson Park. Um, I've never been to Henson Park. Beer, Footy and Girls. What is it? Beer, Footy Chicks? No. Close. 
Um, Chicks footy beer. Very interesting. Beers, boys, banter, bitches. Sorry. Wow, okay. (laughs) You're really sweary today, Keely. Friggin' is not a swear word. (laughs) Anyway, that was, I mean, beautiful Arvo for footy uh, on Saturday when, when we got there. Very interesting crowd. Yeah, because you're in the middle of Newtown and there's just and it's Newtown just not, is like if you've never been to Newtown, it's like you're real like out indie, there, indie, everyone's hipster. welcome. You yeah. can look like whatever and no one would care. It's lovely in that sense. Yes, yes. You have yes. that mix and then you've got footy bogans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also Coming just together. A, a real clash of No rugby union crowd. No, no rugby union. No RMs and check No, But very, very interesting those kind of clashes. Also tasted a few very nice beers, which I'm not usually a fan of. I didn't. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I just had seltzers. It was um, it was a nice day, but it was also kind of cool to to be with some of those diehard Newtown fans yeah. who, who've never, you know, forgotten the club. Left and, Newtown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that was nice too. Yeah. This Overall, just, that was just recapping Anzac Weekend was a good one. It always is, and like also. Two up is the greatest oh. thing that we have. Like it is, it is a rugby sport, league right? greatest game of all. Two up, Se- second. close second, close second. <laughs> Did you get up? I ended up going home even. Yeah, but I had fun, so it was alright. I went home twenty bucks up, so happy, stunning. And the other story we wanted to talk about on this week's around the grounds is a bit of an interesting one, and one that. Uh, was reminiscent of a story that we spoke about in depth in the back end of last year regarding the NRLW girls. Well, it's been revealed that the AFLW girls have been left in the dark on when their preseason training will start back up, despite the fact that the AFL has confirmed an August start date to the next season. So this all came about when Collingwood's Sarah Rowe, who is from Ireland and is currently at home in the off-season, appealed to the league on Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday morning to provide some certainty. She tweeted saying, please at AFL Women's, give us the preseason start date so we can plan our lives. And a few others, including Ebony Marinoff and Melbourne forward Taylor Harris all retweeted and, and were kind of adding their own commentary as well. And it's sort of, uh, yeah, like I said, was very reminiscent of last year when a lot of the NRLW girls were left in the dark when that season was postponed sort of at the 11th hour. This is, I guess, not the exact same level of urgency, but it's the same obstacle that exists for a lot of female athletes that aren't in fully professional sports. They have to think about their careers, their timelines, what they have to do to take off work to be able to play. So what did you girls think when you saw this? Well, that was my first thought. My first thought was, well, we forget that they actually have other jobs. So that, you know, that's a fair question to ask. Even like a ballpark, like it's going to be the first week of June or whatever, but at least something, I don't know. I think it's a bit, uh, bit how you go on in the priority list, it seems. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what conversations are happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I think for me, I'm a person that like if people can't get together the exact clients that we have on that weekend, it drives me nuts. So I can't imagine like my career and livelihood to a degree hanging in the balance in such a way. And to be honest, when you sent this through, Miles, I just was like head in hands. I know that the people of the AFL saw the blow up around the NRLW last year and you could not have missed it if you were a sports fan in Australia. You could not have missed the male athletes that came out in support, the news that it got, 
all this attention and like people just demanding more for our females and I just don't know how they thought this was going to go down without a fight in the same context. Yeah, and I I think it do you think this is happening again because it's so beyond the realm of of something that any of the male players in either code ever have to think about? Yeah. Like they know The male players know what time their preseason is starting in 2025 now. Like exactly. do you know what I mean? They yeah. have such clear weeks on their years like they know everything and it's all planned down to a t and if you turned around tomorrow and told craig bellamy that we're not quite sure when you're meant to be starting next year like it just wouldn't fly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. imagine that no, what do you mean they get told what to what to pack or to they're wear what, what they're eating when what yeah, time to the minute print out to the minute pamphlets. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Well, it is interesting, I guess, there is a chance, and I hope this is the case, that everyone's jumping the gun a little bit here in terms of being too panicked because the AFL Players Association, who are currently in negotiations to sign off on a new collective bargaining agreement for the AFLW competition, while that's all up in the air, that could be a big part of the reason that these sorts of things haven't been set in place just yet there's a good chance that it's going to um, include a big pay rise for a lot of the girls Ooh. it's um there's discussions about the broadcast deal there's people over over in the states i believe at the moment who are having chats about the afl's broadcast deal across the board potentially over there i know they're cool. having similar conversations as well so that's really interesting so there is a lot of stuff that's being shuffled around at the moment but it's i guess it's when you have that stark comparison to what g just said about the men kind of knowing to 2025, it just feels pretty silly and also because it's so much more important to the girls' lives while they're not professional. Yeah. Similarly, it also raised in my mind that we don't know – I've had multiple people ask me, when does the NRLW second season for 2022 – well, technically the 2022 season. Is it um, not supposed to be August? We don't have a start date. Oh. So, it, I mean – Far out. Here we go again. But, like <laughs> – you know, th- this is me not knowing, you know, from a media perspective, I guess. But that's not to say the girls don't know when their preseason starts again. I mean, they have Harvey Norman women's in the meantime and all, you know, their respective kind of other club footy, um, depending on where they are and what they do. But, yeah, it- it's – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that comes up in, in that code in a couple of months' time. Oh, God. Yeah, I spoke to a few of the girls at training and they – I thought they in their head it was like that July August vibe, but they've obviously not. But been like told. not having a date, I was going to say they wouldn't yeah, have been told a date. I, no I, I would be freaking out. God, yeah. Too anyway, much. come on, just like be open with your communication. <laughs> what do you Point mean? To the calendar. Look, I, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah, the communication is always poor. Yes. I also would just love to say that I think personally I'm holding my breath a little, and I'm sure a lot of people in the AFL world are too, because. Uh, Gillan McLaughlin, who was the CEO for many years, did such a fantastic job at spearheading the women's game and at creating hype around it and at supporting it quite wholeheartedly. And I think in the wake of him stepping down, which Mm -hmm. to be fair was arranged, they have certain terms in the AFL, you would just hate to see it lose momentum because of one person. So do you know what? I'm sure that's not the case and the new CEO hasn't been appointed yet, but I just, I would really hope that in this gap in the interim and when the new CEO is appointed, they do prioritise that and that we don't see any sort of slowing down in that direction. You're the real MVP. 
Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that just made us pretty happy. Keeling, I reckon you want to start. I love, <laughs> I love your MVP. <laughs> My MVP goes by the name Frank. Sorry, a common theme from the past two weeks for me, but I will continue to talk about the Harold Matt Sharks team until the season's over after this weekend. <laughs> God I'm so they, sorry. I mean, when they win on Saturday. I feel very invested. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and you will continue to feel invested <laughs> because remember some of the names when they're playing first grade. <laughs> Anyways, so the doctor's name is Frank. And he's a full-time legend. And he, from round one, I knew there was something special about him because he was yelling so passionately at the ref, at the other team, encouraging our team. I can't even tell you the amount of one-liners that he's, he's pulled out. He was also on Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> Um, which is yes. just, we discovered in the in the aftermath, like yes. talking about yes. him. Yes, talking about him, um, looking at his Instagram, which is just amazing. Yeah. Anyways, so it's a very tight game. Frank's on edge the whole semifinal on Saturday. On edge, pacing, just really wants them to win. Anyway, there's a video at the end of the game from the live stream. I will send it to you, G. Moore. He celebrates more than the boys do. He run like I can't tell you. He sprints into the middle of. Like the boys are all getting around each other. He sprints into it, jumps on top of them, like so excited, grabs all of them. And he was the talk of the town after the game when we like went and I spoke to a few parents and they were like, that doctor is my favorite person in this whole team. The boss of Sharks said he's one of a kind, like we're never getting rid of him. He's the best. So massive MVP behavior from Frank. We're all kind of like shivers. What's going to happen this weekend? (laughs) When they win. Yeah. When Good vibes. Win. When they win. Yes, he was – and I was at that game and mum and I picked up on what a character he was just from the sideline. He was absolutely incredible. Georgia Moore, your MVP had a big weekend too. My MVP did have a big weekend, a bit of a dual one. I'm giving it to the Fury brothers. If you missed it over the weekend, Tyson Fury fought in his last – supposedly ever world championship fight. He has remained his record of 32-0. and 0. He won via knockout in the sixth round in front of just over 94,000 people at Wembley in London, which is the biggest crowd ever to have assembled for boxing in the UK or Europe. And they're now calling it his coronation, which was a little <laughs> bit self-imposed because he did walk out. If you haven't seen his ring entrance for the weekend, I highly, highly recommend YouTubing it. It is the most carry-on I have ever seen and it is absolutely stunning. He walked out in like this, that you know, he had the British flags on his gloves, the red robe, walked out, did almost a full lap of Wembley, climbed up onto this little stage, sat on a throne <laughs> while like the music in the background was like, your king is here and then fireworks started erupting. This is before the fight. You would have thought he'd already won it. And at that point, I honestly think he had, like mentally, he was just there. And because his opponent had walked out first, he was sitting there for like this 15-minute Tyson Fury entrance. The fight was amazing. He is truly just like such a phenomenal athlete and has like really cemented himself as one of the greatest full-times in the sport in terms of heavyweights. Um, But he's adamant that he's retiring for his wife, Paris, and their many, many children after this fight, which I'm not sold on yet. I think he will come back 
uh, to fight Anthony Joshua, but he says he won't. And also his brother, Love Island, extraordinaire, Tommy Fury won um, to take his record to 8-0 and then called Jake Paul out in some pretty fiery words after the fight too. So no way. the two actually tend to fight at the beginning of the year in Vegas and then the fight had to be cancelled because Tommy got really quite ill. So now he Tommy is claiming that there's a contract on the table and Jake won't sign it. So after he won the fight, he came out and he was like, I will tear you to bits in this ring like I did just then. The contract's there. Sign the paperwork, you bum. Like just absolutely going off I love that. I love seeing that. Jake tweeted in response being like, congratulations on your fight. It was a good win. But that stadium was empty because it was the undercard for Tyson, so it wasn't quite packed out yet. He was like, when I fight, people come to watch. Like all this stuff. So (laughs) I am really, really excited to see what comes of that. I'm sure they'll get the contract signed because they were ready to do it before and I am just busting for it to happen again. And, of course, Molly May looking absolutely stunning as always. So just Fury behaviour all round was massive MVPs for me. And it's all anyone's talking about over here. They just love him, the Gypsy King. Love that. So good. I loved the footage of that, like 94,000 in a, a place like Wembley. And it you just insane. We've spoken about it before, match. but you you just love seeing individual athletes yeah. and how they have to get, you know. Attitude. They, yeah, yeah, well, they have to. They're on their own. So I back it. I'm about it. I don't know if you guys know, but Tyson is known for singing after he wins. <laughs> okay. Often American Pie. And he, so he did his sort of post-fight interview and then they were kind of like walking around the bing, ring for a bit. There's a bit of footage. And then they came back to him and they were like, Tyson, You've said it's your last fight. You're retiring. You know, 94,000 people came out to see you tonight. Like, what have you got to say to the people of, like, your motherland? And he was like, do you have any words? And he was like, I've got more than a few words. Takes the microphone off the announcer and just starts from the very beginning of American Pie. (laughs) And the footage is incredible. But to be fair to him, 94,000 people singing American Pie led by Tyson Fury at Wembley, was a, a sight for sore eyes. It yeah. was fantastic. Amazing. I love it. Well, staying in the world of boxing, my MVP is a 26-year-old girl from Sydney. Her name is Tina Rahimi, and she's become Australia's first Muslim woman to be part of the boxing team at the Commonwealth Games that are happening in a few months' time. She only started boxing four years ago, which is pretty wild. She must be bloody um, And she is a makeup artist, during the day and she just started doing boxing as as fitness and fell in love with it and she was about to go pro uh, before COVID hit so she's been training all this time and she got called in to the team last Tuesday sort of as a a last minute thing and now she's yeah repping a community on the world stage so we love to see it and also like you know you never it's never too late you can I could start boxing now and be at the next con games go on then nah I'm good Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend a sport, an event, or even a Netflix show that you should be watching for the week ahead. And I'm going to start because I've got a Netflix show. That's not usually something that I recommend if it's not sporting related. Oh, but I've just I, really, I really this enjoyed one. this. Um, last week, and gee, I mean, 
I feel like there's a chance you've probably already watched it. It's set in London. It is got nothing to do with sport, but it was very good and I binged it all in one go. And if you haven't watched it, I think you should. It's called Anatomy of a Scandal. It's got Sienna Miller in it and she's amazing. It's kind of about a politician who gets embroiled in a scandal and it's sort of about his wife and like the victim of his, you know, alleged what he's done and their whole story and whatever. It's only like six episodes. I think they're 40 minutes each. I devoured them um, in one sitting and then told my mum to watch it. Mum and, and, she- fin- <laughs> and dad finished <laughs> yeah. it last night. They smashed it and I just think it's really good and I want people to talk to you about it. So go and watch that. George Moore, what's your one I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to read it before I watch it because everyone says the book is amazing. Oh, there's but a book? It is buzzing. There's a book, yeah. It is the talk of the town around here at the moment and because it is set in Notting Hill, not far from where I live, like, we, yeah, we've all been watching it. We've seen the house. I'm very oh, excited to watch. Cool. But I must read first. Oh, yeah. I'm sad that I didn't know it was a book first because I hate doing that. I always mm. oh, I, I can read I it. just can physically never go back to read it after yeah, I've seen yeah, something. Yeah. So I'm, like, refusing to watch until I do. Fair enough. Anyway, my one to watch was announced right before we came on air and it is the Scotty James GQ collaboration with Tommy Hilfiger Stop spread it. that is coming out later in the week. He has posted a few little teaser photos on his ground this morning and I'm assuming there's going to be a great article to come with it. I'm excited to see who's interviewing him and usually GQ do like fun YouTube videos that come along with their uh, cover stars. So... You know we love Scotty and oh. we assume that you do too. So yeah. get around there. <laughs> we assume, so oh, you I'm better. Excited. Oh, okay. I've just had a look at his Instagram. Oh, my God. I'm yes, excited. His hair looks ridiculously large, <laughs> which is... Also, the fact that it's with Hilfiger just makes me think this little web of F1, him dating a stroll and... Lewis being like the face of Tommy Hilfiger. Like, how does this all unfold? I just would love to know the ins and outs yes. of those webs. Oh. I'm not mad about it, but that's a great collab. Love it. Keely Silver, wrap us <sighs> up here. In news, shock us shocking with your- no one. My one to watch is the grand final on Saturday. <laughs> the boys get to play at Combank. It'll be live streamed on New South Wales Rugby League. They're versing the West Magpies. Um, and you'll see Keely in an orange shirt, very nervous, pacing up and down the field. <laughs> and running on quite funny, holding her belt. Trying to run. It's really hard to run with the belt. Anyway, it's fine. I'm sad I'm not going to be there. Running on, checking the boys, saying, you'll be right. You'll be right, Matt. <laughs> you got 20 minutes of your life left. You'll be sweet. <laughs> well, I hope they get the win for you. <laughs> hope we get the dub. We'll let you know. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Wherever you're listening, give us a five-star rating because that's just a nice thing to do. Also, <laughs> do, That could be a random act of kindness for that yeah. day. <laughs> Is yes. to give us five And that stars. karma will come back to you in some way, I promise. You could also just please hit follow or subscribe again wherever you're listening. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod. On TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod. Kelly, can we make a TikTok on the po- on the podcast TikTok this week? Because we haven't done that. Do it at the game. Prep game prep. That's what I want you to do. No. Yep. I yeah, can't. do it come with me to like pack your bag and, and stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll like, do it like on the bus. Like you can't, I know we have, you can't do it on the field. No, I was just gonna say when we get to the field it's go time. Yeah. Like I'm in zero mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. like I can do Keely in zero mode? No. it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um so I can do Yes, get ready with me. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Get ready with me. 
go to Shark G-R-W-M. Park. G-R-W-M. Jump, jump on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. I can Love do it. That. Amazing. Um, or you can also follow us on Twitter, at Chicks and Balls. No pod. And other than that, I guess we'll have a great week. Next time. Bye. Be good or be good at it. Bye.